Welcome to Emotionally Healthy Legacy. My name is Elizabeth, and here we talk about emotional wellness and motherhood, how to learn to manage our feelings well, how we can show up better for our family so we can leave a healthy legacy for our children. Hi, mamas. I'm so glad you're joining me today. As I'm recording this, I am looking outside and it is snowing like crazy. I live in Minnesota and it's 10:30 in the morning and it's beautiful snow outside. I do like Minnesota because the snow is pretty. I do not like the cold. I think we would have moved a long time ago if it wasn't for family, but you know, snow is beautiful. The fresh snow is just absolutely gorgeous. Today we're going to be talking about the human brain and what happens in our brain when we feel emotions. I think it is extremely important to understand this is something I did not know before I started going to counseling for my kids' behavior and that is something that became the basis, the foundation to understand to human behavior, why we act a certain way, why when we are overwhelmed and stressed out and frustrated, it seems like almost impossible for us to respond in a positive way and handle the situation in a helpful way and to learn what our brain needs to calm down and to respond in a helpful way. So that's what we'll be talking about today our human brain and the way it works. The first part of our brain that we're going to talk about is our thinking brain. It is our prefrontal cortex. It's located right where your forehead is. That part of the brain is when we're thinking straight. That's when we learn that part of the brain is working. When we make logical, wise choices, when we respond positively, it helps us control our impulses. It is mature and it regulates our emotions. That part of the brain we use for problem solving and logical choices. It does not develop until our mid-20s. That's why we see teenagers and kids do such silly immature things because that part of the brain is just not developed yet. The second part of the brain is uh, further back It is an emotional center of our brain. That's where our feelings and emotions live. I call that part of the brain the feeling brain. It's just easier when I explain it to my kids, the thinking brain and the feeling brain. When we are in that part of the brain, we say and do things that we don't really mean and are many times disrespectful and we take it out on our kids and we respond negatively because when we shift to that emotional part of the brain when something triggers us and we shift to that part of our brain our thinking brain turns off and our blood flow goes to our feeling brain and we start making impulses and choices and decisions that are not mature and that are not helpful the next part of our brain is the survival part of our brain that's where the brain stem like back of your head that part of the brain that part of our brain is our fight or flight or freeze that's when we end up actually screaming and yelling that's when that part of the brain is turned on 
um, where we literally just like throw in the towel and just walk away. You're like, I'm done. That's it. Like, I just can't do this. One more thing. I'm just going to blow up. And we walk away because the situation gets too overwhelming or we freeze and completely shut down. So all humans have those three parts of the brain, our thinking brain, our logical problem-solving brain, our emotional, where we get annoyed, frustrated, irritated, you know, kind of angry, that part of the brain. And then when we're really triggered and like we just respond really negatively, that's our survival part of the brain. That's when it's like a complete meltdown tantrum, screaming, yelling, that part of the brain is turned on. So what happens is when we experience uncomfortable emotions such as feeling tired, hungry, or we feel overwhelmed, sad, just down or stressed out or irritated, what happens in our brain, are it shuts off our thinking brain and it goes to our feeling brain because the body thinks that the thinking brain is not essential for survival so we shift to our emotional or survival brain and we end up responding negatively because that part of the brain is not able to make good positive choices when we are in the emotional and survival parts of the brain we do not act positively and we respond negatively to our kids and many times we get sucked in into their emotions okay so what happens when we are feeling super uncomfortable emotions when we are overwhelmed sad stressed out irritated or angry there's three things that happen in humans we either turn it out on others which comes across as disrespect aggression blame being mean or rude i think we all have experienced that especially with our kids when we are angry and we just turn it out on them without even meaning to we don't want to actually hurt them and saying mean and rude things it almost seems like oh my gosh i cannot even control this emotion it just like comes out of me the second thing is we turn it in on ourselves and we become super negative and we say things to ourselves like oh i'm so stupid i'm so dumb no one likes me i'm like the worst mom it's like a negative internal talk or the third thing that we might be doing is numbing it. I've done this. I think many, many, many people do this. Social media, watching TV, eating sugar, sometimes even drinking alcohol. Some people turn to that because emotions are so uncomfortable and it's just too hard to face them. And you need to do something to numb them out because feeling it is just too uncomfortable when our kids misbehave and disrespect us or are aggressive we start feeling out of control so something happens that triggers their brain they feel like they are out of control and they freak out when they start experiencing disrespect aggression anger that triggers us and it shifts our brain from our logical part of our brain to our emotional or survival part of the brain and when we feel overwhelmed and stressed and stretched thin our brain does not respond positively we become irritated annoyed and we are 
almost like unable to act maturely and our kids misbehavior can push us over the edge into survival brain and that's when we end up yelling and screaming if we don't undress the uncomfortable emotion the behavior won't change so there's a few things that I have learned to do for myself in the moment when things get super overwhelming and uncomfortable with my kids. I can give you an example. The other week, uh, my I was sitting at my office table in the living room and my son came up to me and he's like, can you feed me the soup? Because he didn't finish his soup earlier in the day. And I said, no, Matthew, you need to go eat at the table in the kitchen. And he still set the bowl of soup on my table and started eating it. And I was busy with something else, so I didn't even notice it. And then he came up to take another spoonful, and when he was turning around to walk away, somehow he tipped the soup bowl, and it fell all over the floor, and it soaked into the carpet. And, oh my goodness, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, this is what I was thinking. I'm like, I've told you to eat in the kitchen. You chose to disobey me. And now I obviously have to clean this up because like you're a five-year-old kid. You will not be able to clean this up in the best way because it's little pieces of vegetables and with like soaked liquid into the carpet. So I said, Matthew, I need you to go upstairs now. I'm very frustrated. I'm very overwhelmed. I need you to go upstairs. And then as I'm dealing with this, there's two things that work best for me that I have learned that my brain remembers to do in the moment. One of them is deep breathing and the other one is affirmations. So there's certain things that we can do as moms outside of the moment that help our brain de-escalate and to shift back to our thinking brain when we shift to the emotional part of the brain. So the first thing for me that I do is deep breaths. When I do deep breathing, it calms my nervous system down and it shifts me back to my thinking brain so I'm not acting on my emotions as much. And the second thing is affirmations. That's the second thing I do. So I'm taking deep breaths. I send all the kids upstairs and I'm like, this is what it is right now. I don't like it, but I'm going to get through this. I've got this. I can do this. So I'm not denying what I'm feeling. I'm allowing my body to feel the frustration and irritation, but I'm also doing deep breaths to calm my nervous system down and to shift my brain into more positive state versus being so emotional and on edge. So those are the two things that I want to touch on that I think is a skill that most parents don't use and actually don't even know about. That is something I have learned in therapy. That is something I practice outside the moment on a regular basis almost every single day. And my body has learned that this is what I need in order to help me calm down. In order for a brain to know and learn the skill, to switch back from the emotional part of their brain into our thinking brain, that is something we actually have to teach our brain. That doesn't happen naturally. It's a skill that we have to reteach our brain because we've been responding a certain way, let's say for 30, 
maybe I'm 31. So maybe 30, 35, 40 years, we've been responding a certain way to situations, to frustration and irritation. If you grew up in a family where you yelled a lot, that's just going to come out of you naturally. If you grew up in a family where you turn in the emotion on yourself and become very negative and bitter and resentful, that's going to come out. Or if you've just been taught or learned the skill to just numb the emotion you're just going to do that naturally in order to teach your brain and cr literally create new pathways in your brain to respond differently and positively you have to repeat it about 500 to a thousand times in order for it to become automatic so what i mean by that is when you're feeling frustrated and irritated for your brain to start let's say deep breathing on its own without you having to even think about it or intentionally do it for it to deep breathe and to de-escalate you shift you back to your thinking brain you have to intentionally practice it at least 500 times in order for your brain to change it into an automatic way of handling that sort of emotion so there's a few things that i do on a regular basis outside of the moment that teach my nervous system to calm down and when I'm feeling the frustration and irritation and annoyance and anger which happens you know on a regular basis we're moms we deal with kids right we have life happening to us there's we get a phone call about something there's tension between you and your spouse whatever it might be we all experience these feelings but I have taught my brain and created new pathways in my brain to respond positively, probably more so than not. I'm still learning, I'm still practicing, but it's been so helpful for me. So the first thing that I do on a regular basis, it is deep breathing. When we do deep breathing, what happens in our brain, it shifts from emotional or survival part of the brain, it sends the blood flow back to our thinking brain and it calms our nervous system down. The deep breaths are so, so valuable and important and I think most of us were not taught that as kids. Maybe you've been taught like, oh, go take a breath. But like realistically, you were never truly taught how to do that. Deep breaths, slowly in, holding it and slowly out and repeating that multiple times. Every morning when I get up before my kids, one of the things that's part of my morning ritual is I lay down on the floor with my feet up the wall uh, because it sends more blood flow to my brain and I do deep breathing for several minutes. I do deep breath in, hold it on the count of four and then breathe out on the count of four and I repeat that multiple times. As I'm doing that, it creates new pathways in my brain. So then when I'm feeling overwhelmed and frustrated and irritated, my brain is able to access that part of the brain to remember to make that choice to do deep breathing in the moment. Because if you don't practice it outside of the moment, your brain will not be able to access it and do it in the moment of frustration and irritation. Because you remember when you're feeling emotional or you're in your survival brain, your thinking brain is shut off. In order for you to do deep breathing, your thinking brain needs to be able to turn back on. If you practice this 
outside of the moment on a regular basis, your brain will be like, oh, that's right. I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do in order to de-escalate and calm my nervous system down and not get sucked in. So deep breathing, that is something I do every single day. And if you ask my kids, they will tell you that their mom deep breathes a lot. Actually, a lot. My oldest one says it's really annoying, but I asked him, I'm like, do you want me to yell at you? Or would you rather have mommy be annoying and deep breathe? He's like, yeah, I'd rather have you be annoying. I'm like, yeah, me too. (laughs) I'd rather deep breathe than actually lose it and get sucked in and yell at my kids. And then the second thing that I do a lot is the positive affirmations. That is also part of my morning ritual when I lay with my feet up the wall and I do deep breathing. The second thing is positive affirmations. I've got this. I can do this. The feeling, the phrase that I say a lot to myself when something is super uncomfortable, something I don't like when I'm super frustrated. I already said it earlier. This is what it is right now. I don't like it. Like the frustration, the irritation, the anger. But I will get through this. So I'm not denying the feeling. I'm allowing myself to feel that feeling. But I'm also affirming myself that I will get through this. And then I tell myself, I've got this, I can do this. As I'm deep breathing, I'm internally saying those things to me. Positive affirmations also calm your nervous system down. And so what happens in the moment when I hear my kids screaming, I'm downstairs washing dishes and I hear my kids fighting upstairs. I'm like, okay, I've got this, I can do this. As I'm walking upstairs to handle my kids, And whatever they're dealing with, I'm taking deep breaths. So I am more calm. I am more grounded as I'm walking into the situation of what's going on. And then there's the next thing that I want to say, praying. Praying also is like a huge thing that for me as a person of faith and having a personal relationship with God, that is also very important. In the moment, my brain doesn't always is able to access it but I do know when I'm extremely overwhelmed when I am very um, emotional when I do remember I ask my God please help me get through this when we give um, this feeling of I'm like God I'm super angry right now I don't want to blow up on my kids right now can you please help me through this emotion and then I've got this I can do this this is what it is right now I don't like it, but I'm going to get through this deep breaths. And for me, these have been game changers. I think for a lot of us, we're like, when we were growing up, they're like, when you're feeling angry or frustrated, they're like, parents would either shut it down or they would, or people would explode and respond in a negative way. But nobody ever taught us the skills how to handle that feeling that is so big and uncomfortable in a helpful way. Those are things that I do in the moment to help my brain feel safe in order for it to shift back to its thinking brain, that prefrontal cortex. And that part of the brain is the one that helps me make the positive, more mature decision in the moment. There's also things that you can do as a parent on a regular basis that are helpful and healthy 
outside of the moment that help your brain just in general stay more grounded and calm and not feel as negative these are some positive ways to release your negative feelings and emotions without numbing it turning it out on others or turning it on yourself the first thing is to pray pray about it and give it up to god when we release that emotion to god it's like he has these big hands that are helping us through this to hold this and support us through this emotion the second thing is journaling oh my goodness i journal a lot it helps me so much when i was going through a really difficult time in my life i journaled a ton every single day i journaled a lot when i went through miscarriage that was another super hard time in my life I journaled all those emotions and feelings out. It just releases them from your brain and onto paper and it lets go of that power. It's like you're transferring it from your brain onto paper. Deep breathing outside of the moment in order to train your brain to remember to do it in the moment. Crying. Crying is a wonderful way to release emotion. And I know that for many of us, we were probably taught not to do that, especially as children. You're like, oh, you're such a baby. Stop crying. Don't make such a big deal of it. Why are you so emotional? But crying is actually a very healthy, helpful way to release that emotion so it doesn't stay inside of us. Venting to a safe person. That is another super helpful way. My husband knows he's my person. My mom and my husband, if I'm having a hard day, if I'm struggling, those are the two people I know I can lean on and I can count on, that I can vent to, that I will receive validation and empathy. In order for a human brain to feel safe and shift back from our emotional state of the brain or a survival part of the brain, one of the things i'm going to talk about this later on the our human needs to feel empathy and validation having safe people in our lives where we can get that negative emotion out just getting it out just to vent is like super helpful hugging someone safe hugging your spouse or hugging a friend hugging a parent if they are your safe person hugging someone helps us feel safe and not alone in that big feeling and it also helps our brain to calm down physical activity to get your stress out um, running exercising lifting just even going for a walk that is also super super helpful to get that anger and frustration out in like a physical release and then creative expression that's also super awesome way that we can release our emotions when we're super stressed out overwhelmed frustrated when i was grieving the loss of the baby i did a lot of coloring adult coloring books that's one of the things i like to do you can either do painting there's this amazing thing that's called paint by numbers you can just order it on amazon those are great listening to music you can either do calm music or upbeat music that might lift you up playing music if you play an instrument oh that's also like an amazing way to release your stress and overwhelm creative expression great thing so what i want to kind of do an overview as moms 
we need to learn to manage our emotions in a healthy way because when we do that we end up setting a great example for our kids i'm sure you heard of this phrase before your kids will not do what you say they will do what you do they take in so much and repeat so much of what you do and what you say the things you do not what you tell them to do or you say for them to do but what you actually do so setting an example for our kids because once we learn how to regulate our own emotions then we will be able to handle our kids big emotions and be present with them in that emotion without being sucked in into it okay mamas so here are the takeaways from this podcast as humans we have three parts of our brain our thinking brain our feeling brain and our survival brain when we make positive choices it's when we are in our thinking brain when we start making negative choices and then when we completely throw a tantrum especially little ones this is when we're an emotional or survival part of the brain emotional and survival part of the brain do not act maturely and cannot make positive choices in the moment second thing it's easy to shift from your thinking brain to your emotional part of the brain and in order to your brain to switch back to its thinking part of the brain you have to be intentional by doing that it doesn't come naturally it's a skill that you need to teach your brain outside of the moment so then your brain remembers how to do it in the moment and the third thing is if we learn how to manage our frustrating emotions and feelings then we'll be able to teach our kids and educate them on how to handle their big emotions and frustrations and we can literally leave an emotionally healthy legacy for our kids because let's be real we all know people in our lives maybe even in our immediate family who do not handle feelings and emotions well they explode on others or they have addictions because they numb their own feelings or they're super negative because they just stuff all those feelings inside and then it comes out as rudeness and disrespect and just unpleasant people to be around we want to have a better response and so then we can teach our kids how to respond better this is what i want you to walk away with today that you need to be intentional this doesn't just happen and in order for you to make changes you have to be applying this on a regular basis it's not going to just happen overnight it takes many 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 times of practicing 500 to a thousand times in order for your brain to automatically shift into a positive way of responding instead of the normal automatic way you've been doing for 30 plus years if what you learned today was really helpful to you please let me know reach out to me on instagram at emotionally healthy legacy and i would love to know your feedback what you think and what you also want to learn more about because this is my passion this is what i love to teach moms so shout out to me on instagram let me know if this was helpful for you and what else you would like to learn 
see you next time.